welcome members, visitors, and friends. So happy to have you to join us for this podcast and the church said, where we discuss issues and insights on how the body and the members can interact in ways that promote spiritual, mental, emotional, and relational well-being. I am Dr. Monique Smith-Gadson, your host for this podcast. I am also a licensed clinician. However, this podcast is not intended to serve as therapy. We encourage you to engage in your own personal counseling. So come on in because the doors are open and take a seat on any pew you choose. We hope your time here will leave you declaring a hearty and resounding amen. So hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. Happy Advent 2023. Today, we are entering the third week of Advent. And I won't go over, since I did it in the last two episodes, like what Advent is. I'm going to just go straight into um, the theme for the third week of Advent, which is joy. And I am going to look at um, two verses of scripture, just talk a little bit about what joy is. Um, hoping that maybe if we kind of understand it in its context, in the original language of the Bible, that maybe it will be a bit easier for us to embrace and also to recognize what joy means or what it looks like in our lives. So I'm going to look at Luke 2, verses 10 through 11, um, which read, in the CSB version, translation of the Bible. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David, a savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This angel announced the birth of the savior. I'm sorry, who is the Messiah? Wait, today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. That's what I was trying to say. That's the end of that particular verse. Now, what I was running into to say is that this is the announcement that the angel had given about the birth of our Savior, the Messiah. And when I went to study what joy means in the original Greek language, it means cheerfulness. It's a calm delight. And I I found that very interesting because it was the same word that is used in Luke 24, 52. I'm going to read that verse to you as well, which it says, after worshiping him, they returned to Jerusalem with great joy. Okay, so that's Luke 24, 52. After worshiping him, they returned to Jerusalem with great joy. Now, this particular verse um, is situated after the ascension of Jesus took place. So that was this verse, 24, Luke 24, 52. But Luke 10, 2, verses 10 through 11 But the angel said to them, don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. So 
Both of those word, those verses contain the word joy, and they're both the same version of the word in the Greek. And again, in the Greek language, that word joy means cheerfulness, which is a calm delight. Now, I found that so very interesting, and I had done a podcast episode back in 2022. Should have grabbed the episode number, didn't do it, sorry. But it was simply entitled Joy. And that was the first time after, I think that was around the Pentecost of um, 2022, that I recorded that particular episode. And it was just really interesting to me. We were dealing with some hard things here in the country. A lot of societal chaos was taking place. And I just remembered reading and studying about the ascension and that word joy. And it just kept resonating with me. And so when I went and studied it and did a word study, and when I recognized or, or had come to learn that the word meant a calm delight, like a cheerfulness, but that is a calm delight. And I just thought that was so interesting that the word joy after that is in, situated in that verse of scripture, when they are watching Jesus ascend back into heaven, and it's like this calm delight. And I, I found that very interesting. So again, I had recorded a whole podcast episode about that. Just thinking like, wow, the how reassuring that is to know that even when there are a lot of difficult things that are going and going around us, that joy looks like a calm delight. Now, again, I found that to be just really intriguing because these are like two of the biggest events in history in time and specifically as it relates to you know Jesus's life his birth and this ascension taking place this word joy is referred to as a calm delight and the word calm I looked up in the dictionary it it means peaceful quiet without hurried movement or noise, or possibly without worry. So I got to thinking and was thinking about, you know, this time of Advent and this theme of joy, and no differently than I've shared before about the first two themes that we have talked about, hope and peace. I think that joy is another aspect of our spiritual lives that is formational. Cultivating joy is formational. Making room for it. Understanding what joy is so that we may recognize if perhaps it is even being overlooked in our lives. And I really realize I overlook, overlook a lot of moments of joy in my life because I thought joy was exuberant. And it is. <laughs> there are other forms of the word of joy that is found in the scriptures that would would uh, be defined as like exceeding joy. So it might refer to more of this exuberance. But again, in these two verses, it is referring to this kind of calm delight. And so I started thinking about the historical contexts again so remember when Jesus was born, things were really dire. It was a tough time and difficult circumstances were kind of taking place even then. Um, the birth of Jesus had been prophesied like years before. 
And when, once they heard that this birth of the one had, had taken place, th there was this, this joy, this calm delight, okay? And then before Jesus had ascended back into heaven, I would say that the disciples had been on this like emotional roller coaster. Um, Jesus was crucified. He stayed dead for three days. Then there were reports that were coming that the tomb was empty. And then Jesus would show up where the disciples would be and would gather. Sometimes it would take a bit of doing before they would recognize him. And then like the two that were traveling on the road, once they recognized him, he disappeared. <laughs> and then at Bethany, when he told them to go ahead and meet him there, this is where he blessed them. And then this is where they like watched him as he was being carried up into heaven. And the scripture talks about they went on with great joy, praising God in the temple. Hmm. So there were a lot of things that were taking place around the birth of Jesus and around this ascension of Jesus. There's a lot that was going on. There were a lot of emotions. You know, this, this Jesus that we've been hearing about, he's been born now, you know, and we're trying to go see him. And then like the king was like wanting to kill him. And, you know, we're having to go home another way. There's a lot that was taking place. I'm really just paraphrasing. So forgive me for those of you who may not know the story, um, but let it be an incentive. Go back and read, go read it. Go read Luke 2, go read Luke 2. Beautiful, beautiful passage about the birth of Jesus and even the ascension of Jesus. Um, well, Luke 2, the birth of Jesus, Luke 24 is talking a little bit more about, you know, after Jesus's ministry, the crucifixion, um, resurrection and the ascension. So the whole book of Luke is a good, good place to read. So just, just let it be an incentive to go read Luke. Okay. But back to what I was saying. Those are the things that were happening around these historical significant events and joy is described as a calm delight. And so I was thinking about the lyrics to the Christmas carol, Joy to the World. Remember it says, Joy to the World, the Lord is calm. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. And so I think about what does it look like for us to receive Jesus? You know, like first and foremost, we should receive him as our Lord and our Savior. But what does it look like for us to receive Jesus and prepare him room? How do we prepare room for the one for whom literally like there was no room? How can we cultivate these moments of calm delight, this quiet, like how do we make room even in the midst of so much chaos and so much confusion and so much commercialization in our world? How do we make room for Jesus? Like how can we look to him and make room for him? Well, we just do. We have to prepare room for him. We have to think of how we experience like the joy, how, how do we experience joy and how can we experience like this joy of Jesus? 
We can have a calm delight in knowing that he has come and knowing that he will come again. And it can be at any time as it was between his birth and his ascension that we can experience a calm delight. We don't have to be exuberant. We don't have to be exceedingly emotive. We don't have to be demonstrative in ways that it is so obvious to others that there is a joy. Because sometimes, especially during these times, we find ourselves now, as people did back in the days when they were waiting on Jesus, these times are heavy. And there is a collective fatigue, I call it, that is in the environment. We are fatigued and we just do not sometimes have it in us even if there is something as exciting as the birth or the ascension. Now, that does not mean that there is not a relief in knowing that there, there could be even that moment of like a calm delight of like, wow, he's here, he's come, he's made it. Wow, he's risen. He's gone back to be on the right side of his father. Could be just an assurance of a future security in us knowing that our souls are saved and we are secure in the salvation for which he came. He was born to die to give us. Those can be calm delights because, again, we have to continue to travel very difficult roads in life. And so there can be a joy in knowing that Jesus has come and will come again, but it just very well may look like a calm delight. And so we have to be careful to not overlook where we might be experiencing joy and not recognizing it because it lacks exuberance or because other people have said to us, you need to be joyful. You know, like this is Christmas. This is the time, you know, that we all can be joyful. And it's like, well, there's a lot going on. A lot of people's hearts are heavy. A lot of people are experiencing grief. A lot of people are experiencing first Christmases without loved ones. Or they may be experiencing like me, the fifth one without a loved one. And it still can be heavy and difficult at times. And there can still be a calm delight. Like all of these things can exist at the same time. So we just have to be mindful to prepare him room. We have to just think about how can we make room for joy even in the midst of difficult times? How can we think about Jesus and how can we look to him and land on a calm delight and recognize after all that that is joy? And maybe if we recognize that and understand that, it can become a little less difficult for us to prepare him room when we realize all it takes to have joy is to have a calm delight. So my challenge for you this week is how would you prepare room for joy? And how can you come alongside other members to help them identify that a calm delight in their lives is also joy. You have heard my call. What will be your response? And the church said.